If you're like me, then you're using protein shakes to get your optimal protein intake for a day. It's just hard getting the amount that we need to get to be able to sustain lean muscle, lose weight. It's just easier. It's liquid. It goes down faster. I just can't eat that many meals in a day. If you are this type of person, look at the back of what's on your protein shake. You need to check. Are you getting the right amount of protein for a serving size? Are you getting the right amount of carbs or the least amount of carbs, depending on what type of diet you're on? Is there enough fat in there? Do you have to add fat in like I do? I add olive oil in mine. And then there might be another important factor that you might be missing because you're having so many protein shakes a day as a supplement. And that thing is fiber intake. And that is very important to not mess up. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, stay tuned. How's it going? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, the podcast where I help you being over 40 to fight the aging process without giving up your social life. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for over 14 years, and I specialize in helping the over 40 crowd get to their goals. But enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. So like I said in the intro, if you're using protein shakes for your diet just to be able to hit this protein amount, you might find that you're missing a few things. And one of those things that's really important, that's easy to miss if you're doing this type of meal planning, is fiber. And I actually had a great guest on a while back. I think it was episode 410, Michelle Zellner, where she really dives deep into why protein, fat, and fiber have to be taken all three together for every single meal and explains the science behind it. And I totally agree with her. And I try to get all of those in every meal that I can. For me, being on a low-carb keto diet, my fiber is coming from very specific types of fruit and vegetables that have a low net carbs. But if you're on a different type of diet, it's a little bit easier for you. But the one thing I started noticing was that when I was doing my shakes and I'd take a protein shake before my workout and after my workout, my intermittent fast from 12 to 7. So right at 12, I take my first protein shake, go work out. And as soon as I come back, I take my second protein shake. And I started noticing after going back and checking my macros, if you listen to my last episode, I explained an awesome website to do that. It's one thing to start counting your protein, your fat, and your carbohydrates. But part of the carbohydrates, you need to look at the fiber because fiber does a lot of things in your body to help the thermogenic effect of breaking it down. Not only it passes through and helps your digestion out. And when I looked at the back of my protein shake, I was noticing, oh my God, there is no fiber in there. You know, it's a very nice keto-friendly protein drink. And I was putting my olive oil in there to help get some healthy fat and boost up the calories to my you know, macro count. And then for the rest of the day, I would eat eggs and maybe only one time a day, I'd be eating some type of salad with dinner. So I am really suffering on fiber intake. So being able to get like another bowl of veggies or for time constraints, for me, it was just easier to pick up a supplement. And one of the most popular ones is psyllium husk. There's flaxseed, chia seeds and all that, but some have like carbohydrates that I don't want in it. But psyllium husk is cheap. You can get it anywhere. I get it mine off of Amazon with no other additives because I just blend it in with my shake. And there I solved the problem of not getting enough fiber. And within a week, I see the results from adding the fiber back in. Feel great, look great, go into the next stage of what you're trying to make your body look like and feel. That's important too. One of the things I was about to buy was that Metamucil, which uses psyllium husk, has a flavoring. The only problem with Metamucil is it has uh, aspartame in it, which is controversy whether or not it's cancer-causing, you know, all these different flavor additives out there. It's just uh, scaring me. Even erythritol is now out there being known for increased cardiac arrest issues. So the only one I 
We'll even dabble with as monk fruit and stevia, but in even that with trace amounts, because who knows in a couple of years, that's going to come out with something. Going back and saying on topic to fiber, some of the things that I was doing is I do a small handful of berries, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries. Those are, have a high fiber account. Still not enough for my what I would like my RDA to be. But some of the other things that you can get from real foods are avocados. I mentioned flaxseed, chia seeds. If you're vegan or even if you're not, it's a great substitute. Anything green, leafy, broccoli, spinach, kale, Swiss chard, Brussels sprouts. And then you've got your grains if you do a lot of carbohydrates. There's oatmeal, buckwheat, and whole grain rice or pasta. And then there's nuts and seeds, which I also do take a little bit of those as well. But to really get the benefit, do your own research, Google the RDA of fiber, and then I like to biohack you know, what feels good to me because certain people on high amounts of fiber just get this crazy bloating. They feel terrible. Another method is to have the same amount of fiber, but really slow play it and take it incrementally throughout the day. That's a little harder for me. Or you just take a little bit less. At least you're getting some. So another reason besides just helping your digestive tract with fiber, I'd like to talk about the thermic effect of food or TEF. And you should already know, if not, that out of all the macros, fats, carbs, and protein has the highest TEF score, which is why in my world of personal training and building lean muscle mass, I always talk about raising your BMR as like a three-pronged weight loss method. One, you're doing the exercise, so you're burning calories. Two, you're burning using this thermogenic effect of digesting that protein. And number three, that protein is assimilated and builds more lean muscle mass because of the stimulus you did from the weight training. Thus, the higher the BMR, basal metabolic rate you have, the more calories you burn just while at sleep. So I preach that all the time. But if you really want to enhance and get to the next step, adding fiber is probably the second most highest TEF score out of all the different carbs and fats and should be included in your diet. So the highest TEF score vegetables, we already just went through some of them. If you can pick and choose from the meals that you're planning to have in the day to pick those better options. I always say the dark leafy green vegetables are always the best. They have the most nutrients to it. They do have the most fiber to it. So you pretty much knock that all out. But if you really want to Google the TEF score of all vegetables, just get the most bang for your buck and go after those. I'm sure celery is high up in there, even though it doesn't have much more nutrients other than the fiber and water. But that's why I started adding psyllium husk, because if I was already doing these protein shakes, it's just an easy little scoop. You start testing out what you can handle. And lo and behold, I'm overshooting my RDA for fiber intake, which I can see the results already two weeks later. So now fats are you know, great for our hormones. They aid in several different other components to your body. That's why you need them so bad. Just be careful. And that was another thing for my protein shakes. I started just eyeballing the amount, what I thought was a tablespoon of uh, olive oil in my shakes. Then when I actually poured it into a tablespoon, knowing that basically I was pouring two tablespoons for every tablespoon and every tablespoon of oil is in like another 120, 140 calories. So you can really mess up your macros using that. So that's all I have today. Just quick, easy episode. I keep trying to put out there things that are happening to me because all I'm doing is experimenting day in, day out, week in, week out without giving up my social life. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, that's my main thing is being able to hack Monday through Friday so perfectly that I can get away with having a little fun on the weekends. So everything's about optimizing your body. You've probably heard my episode where I talk about all the buckets of fitness as long as you're dabbling, doing the best you can in each one of those buckets. 
It'll just help you keep staying leaner, holding on to your lean muscle better, which also helps you stay motivated. There's nothing like when you're looking at yourself and you look great, you feel great. That's the motivation you need to push even farther. So I'll leave you with that. And always thanks for listening. And I'll check you on the next one. If you'd like a little bit of help checking out your diet and your current routine, I'd be happy to help. I always do a free 15-minute Zoom consultation for anyone, no strings attached, just to see if I can help point you in the right direction. So if you're interested, check out the show notes. The link is at the top. Hey, everyone. I would just like to thank each and every one of you for supporting my show. My numbers over the years have just been growing and growing on this podcast. One thing that could really help me and something you could do as a listener would to be going to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Any other podcast service like Spotify and Podchaser is also great, but iTunes is really where the magic happens for us being podcasters. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next episode.